You're listening to The Red Tales, the Moddy Body Red podcast, which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies. From juggling changing friendship groups, dealing with first heartbreaks, and waking up to changing body parts, our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Moddy Body Red is the sustainable, easy to use period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains, so we can ditch the pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, and every fortnight I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all-too-relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. Spoiler alert, make sure you listen to the very end of each podcast as we'll share with you our special Moddy Body discount code. question. Do you think you're self-aware? Stay tuned to the end of this episode because we're about to find out. Having self-awareness is about more than knowing what you look like when you're dancing, what your laugh sounds like, or what your go-to style is. Those are the more superficial aspects of our identity. And while that is part of it, it goes a lot deeper than that. Being truly self-aware means knowing what you need, what you want, and who you are. It's an important step that helps us understand and get in touch with our true selves. As we grow up, our identity is always changing. As we get introduced to new people and new ideas, we learn and we grow and we evolve. But while our identity might always be evolving, our self-awareness is something that can be consistent. Having an awareness of who we are is what can help ground us. Today, Mandy Dante, founder of Flourish Girl, is here to talk to us about how we can develop our self-awareness and gain a better understanding of our identity in order to live more authentically, freely, and happily. Welcome, Mandy, to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. And so you have founded and you run your own company called Flourish Girl. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So Flourish Girl is a charity that works with teenage girls between 13 to 18, where we really focus on building their self-awareness, self-confidence and social connectedness in schools and also other key trusted relationships. So that's mainly what we do. And we have an incredible team of young, relatable, highly trained facilitators that go into schools and make it cool and normal to know that it's okay to share more than just the surface layer. So amazing. Yeah. And so what got you involved in this? Like, why did you want to start this organization? Oh, such a good question. So I think for me, I think growing up in an all-girl school and, you know, being Australian Sri Lankan as well, and I predominantly went to a Caucasian school. Yeah. Oh, I'm tough Sri Lankan. No. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was literally going to ask you when you were saying that you're sorry. Yeah, no, 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 this is great. No, <laughs> when you were saying that you use your hands a lot, I was like, yeah. same. <laughs> it's a Sri Lankan thing. Yeah. Shout out to all the Sri Lankans. All the Sri yeah. Lankans in Australia. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Well, yeah. So yeah, Australian Sri Lankan. So you know, went to a predominantly Caucasian school, and I think for me. I looked like I was the happy, friendly girl that got along with everyone. And I was really smiley as, you know, I am now as well. But I think what people didn't really see was what was beneath the surface. And I think for me, you know, I was constantly insecure, insecure about my body. You know, it was compulsory to do swimming as a, you know, it was compulsory to do swimming for, I think, the first 10 years of high school. Yeah. So even just getting into a swimsuit, I, I didn't have the language back then, but I was just really anxious mm-hmm. and 
just nervous about the size of my legs. I didn't like my legs. And I'd always wear the rash vest and pull it down past my knees because I just Mm. didn't want anyone to see my legs. And yeah, so I, I think I was really insecure. And then also just other things at play as well. I felt like I was nervous to share and be really honest with my friends because I didn't want to be bullied. I didn't want to be rejected. So I kind of played the survival cards in high school. Mm. So yeah, that that was a really big part. And then also just, again, like a Sri Lankan background, you know, my parents, you know, moved to Australia over 35 plus years ago. So my sister and myself could have a good education. And I mm. think I put pressure on myself to feel like I needed to achieve and do really well in mm. my marks as well. So I think all these things were going on internally for me, but I just never really had a space to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's hard because there's so much head noise. Yes. And as you get older, you become so much better at articulating yeah. it to yourself. Mm-hmm. But part of articulating and getting it off your chest is mm-hmm. learning to articulate it to others. Yes. Which sucks because, like, I don't want everyone to know. I mean, I do love everyone knowing everything about mm-hmm. me, but also it's a huge act of trust to yeah. be that open with everybody. Yes. It just does not come naturally in high school because yes. you're so scared of judgment. Yeah. So I 100% get that. So when did you start Flourish Girl? Yeah. Yeah. So I started Flourish Girl back in 2018. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I had, I actually was a pediatric speech pathologist before I started Flourish Girl. So it was like a whole journey before that and had an early quarter life crisis as we all do. (laughs) And yeah, I just felt really led as I started to reflect on my high school years and started to remember even moments where you know, I think it was like year seven, year eight, I would see girls coming to school with bandages on on their wrists as a result of like self-harming. And, you know, girls were losing so much weight before formal. And I could remember like overhearing in my ancient history class, girls like eating an apple a day to maintain their figure. And yeah, it was just, I don't think I had the language or the awareness back in high school, hence why I'm excited to talk about self-awareness because, yeah, but I think what I felt was, oh, if only there was a space to talk about these things before Mm. it got to a point where girls were losing weight, before girls were harming themselves and know that it's okay to have a safe space to talk about these things before it gets gets too far down the line as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so what's self-awareness to you then? Mm. Oh, this is such a It's a big and hard question, but (laughs) you can try as you may. I know, we'll dance in the conversation. So I think self-awareness is when... Yeah, I guess it's when you can pause and actually take the time for yourself and feel through. And it's even genuinely just closing your eyes and being like, okay, what is it that I want to choose in this moment that aligns with who I am and who I want to be in the world? Mm. And I think it's something that we have at Flourish Girl, a model called Girl to Flourishing Young Woman, because, you know, our work's all around how do we create a healthy journey to womanhood for young women? Because it's kind of missing in today's world. Mm. So really it's like to become a flourishing young woman, one of the things is actually looking at, okay, I'm going to stop allowing the external to influence me and Mm. allow my internal to influence my external. So that's environment, circumstances, people, opportunities, all of that. So yeah, I think that's kind of what I define as self-awareness. It's brilliant. Like I I completely agree in terms of um, it's learning to, ignore the noise like around you yeah it's so much easier said than done yes like when oh. we get to use the words internal external yes it's like yeah. what does that actually mean <laughs> yeah oh totally and I think as well like something we always talk about you know in a workshop is 
you know, you don't water a plant and it just grows overnight. You know, you've got to apply yourself daily. You know, you're going to be watering it, making sure it's got fertilizer. Like it's, it's an ongoing tool that like a muscle you've got to continue to develop. So yeah. And I think it's, it's important that, you know, with self-awareness, even though it is something for yourself, it's like knowing that you're not alone in that as well. And, you know, talking to other people. And for me, you know, I'm grateful that I've got people around me that really value self-awareness and value that, you know, you've got to make a decision for you. So yeah, it's definitely not an overnight thing being like, boom, t- like five tips for self-awareness. <laughs> you've got it now. You are fully self-aware. Because, yeah. you know, even for me now, there's times where I look back and, you know, even yesterday, I'm sure there was a situ- situation, which I can't think of right now, where I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I did that because of that. And I didn't have the self-awareness to actually slow down and realize, oh, actually, I, I shouldn't have approached that conversation the way that I did, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I'm definitely not an expert in it, but I'm good, you know. I don't think anyone is. And totally. the minute you say you are, I'm not going to believe you. <laughs> you know, that kind I'm of thing. an expert. <laughs> I'm going to be Jack. like, no. Because self-awareness isn't just about being like choosing the decisions that nourish you the best, but it's mm. also recognising, I feel like, your own limiting behaviours yeah. for both yourself and other people. Like mm. it's a bit of a respect thing yeah. in that way. Yeah. Um, at least for me, I kind of had the opposite. I mean, I went to an all-girls school too mm. and I uh, I was not necessarily scared of confrontation. I definitely like felt pressure. Yeah, yeah. But I just dealt with it by being completely like my own. Like I didn't really have a group of friends. I floated mm. around a lot. Mm. Um, when I heard that somebody had a, like when a girl started a room about me, I think I, I didn't pin her to a locker. That sounds very aggressive. <laughs> but I did confront her at her locker and yeah. say, why did you say this about me? What mm. did you mean by it? Mm. Did you think it wasn't going to come back to me? Like mm. I've, I know what you've said. Okay, yeah. great. If that's how you feel, great. But like don't, don't go around saying it behind mm. my back. Just tell me to my face. Yeah. And I think throughout my high school period, people knew me as that person that mm. just wasn't like gonna take it yeah weirdly enough now I'm learning kind of to dial that back a little bit mm. in that I can't just I can't just expect people to be as willing to confront mm. as I am yeah and learning to be a bit slower and more um giving to people off time mm. for them to have to think it through for themselves nice. like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm somebody that needs to articulate everything. Yes. But some people don't like that mm. and need time to be by themselves and yeah. then come back to the conversation yeah. rather than me putting them on the spot and demanding answers straight away. Totally. And I think that's like my own little mini lesson of self-awareness that I'm learning mm. now. That's a good one. Yeah. But mm. what about you? Do you have a, a one that's come to you? Yeah. In terms of like how I deal with self-awareness? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I really like that lens around realizing not everyone has the same way of processing things as well. I think that's Mm. really good. I mean, this is such a practical thing. I think for me, I know I talk about it quite a bit, but just like slowing down, I think, I don't know, we just live in this fast paced culture where, Mm. you know, we're all driven by success and it's like, Hey, I need to do that thing to get to this, to this point in, in time. And I think I'm learning to realize that, you know, success isn't, it's it's not actually scaling Flourish Girl, you know? Like I know Flourish Girl exists outside of me and that's a separate thing. And I know Flourish Girl is going to evolve and do incredible work in this world. But I think for me, 
you know, as the CEO, I'm learning that success for me is actually when I can go deeper within myself. Mm. And that's actually, that's actually the greatest thing I can do. And, Mm. you know, it's simple things like having a slow morning and, you know, my faith's really, faith's really important. So, you know, spending time with God and, Mm. you know, everyone has their own spiritual practices, whatever that looks like. So yeah, I I find that really helpful. And yeah, and it's a really interesting balance because it's like, how, and I'm constantly questioning this in terms of how can I just be me, but then also being really respectful of how people want to show up as well. So really similar to what you said as well. I think that's, yeah, I think that's just so, so important. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You can't, you can't force something out of somebody else. Yes. You must be more (laughs) self-aware. Go, you know. (laughs) Well, do you have any like practical exercises Mm. or tips that you do um, for self-awareness? Yeah. I think, yeah, apart from like, you know, having that like a slow morning, you know, Mm. whether that's just journaling and that's always such a great one and so cheap, you know, I I love like a good pretty journal from Kmart and I've got one the other day because Kmart's open again, yay, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and just like journaling in my bed, having my cup of coffee or whatever your equivalent favorite drink is in the morning. So that's really cool because I can kind of just download my thoughts on paper Mm. Um. And also just something that, you know, we do at Flourish Girl is something called a check-in. So the Flourish Girl check-in. So it's a tool that we use to talk out what you're, you're feeling and thinking with your friends. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of my close friends and also my husband, you know, we have that kind of language, shared language in mm-hmm. our relationship. So we can, you know, have a check-in in the morning in our way and kind of name, you know, if we're stressed, okay, like what's coming up for me and why am I feeling that? And Sometimes I think what I'm learning now in self-awareness is not, it's not so much actually trying to fix it. I think we're always, you know, we get stressed. Oh, we need to solve it straight away. But Mm -hmm. it's actually just allowing to sit in it if you feel comfortable to do that as well. I think, you know, that takes time too. Sometimes it can be a lot, but when you have people around you that can hold that space for you and facilitate you through it, I think that's really powerful in developing your self-awareness and, yeah. And I mean, another piece is just kind of like, cause I live near the beach as well. So sometimes I'll go out for a walk and especially during lockdown, it was mm. like my go-to to get, just get away from my screen and all the noise and mm. just kind of just be still in nature as well. I think, yeah, it's an old school way, but it works all the time. Can I ask, and this is like a personal question from me. It's mm. like, how do you how do you maintain that? Like I lose so much. Yeah. I can't be bothered yeah. half the time if I'm being honest. Yeah. It's like the stamina involved in mm. keeping yourself well. Yeah. Like and not in like necessarily, oh, fitness way, you know, like, yeah. you know, at my peak performance body. Yeah. But I often find that I let those small things go mm. and then I'll have like a moment. Where, mm. like, something happens. I think, like, for me, it was last week mm. when my laptop died. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not crying, but I'm really distressed, but I'm not crying. Oh, no, that mm. means I'm, I, like, something else is going to happen and mm. I'm truly going to lose it mm. because I'm just bottling yes. everything right now. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Mm. Like, I need to I need to cry right now. I don't know what to do. Why, why am I not crying? That mm. kind of thing. How do you keep it up yeah. in terms of, feeling yeah. all of this. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. listen, I'm pointing to my <laughs> body and my head and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, honestly, it's just such a, like for me, sometimes I have days where I can't keep up with that. And then I get to the end of the day, I'm like, oh, wow, I was really overwhelmed. I think 
the first step is just being really kind and gracious to yourself in the sense of you're not going to always be consistent with this. Like, and I think as well for me, like even sharing the tips of journaling and stuff, it's like, I don't do that every day because sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to journal. I just Mm. want to stare out the window and that feels really nice. And then I just do that. (laughs) So it's like kind of like ebbing and flowing with like how I actually feel in that moment as well. So I think, yeah, I think, yeah, for me personally, that's just something that's worked for me because, but I know some people that love structure and it helps ground them as Mm. well. So it really comes back to you in terms of what's going to yeah, what's going to work best for you in terms of, but yeah, I think that the blanket thing is just being kind to yourself. If you, you know, you didn't get back to that person or, you know, like even when you're like, why am I crying? Being kind to yourself that you didn't cry, but you still care. Right. So yeah, yeah, I think sometimes we feel like we put um, expectations or on ourselves to feel like we need to be a certain way in a situation when like we Mm -hmm. haven't been in that situation before. So how do we know what's going to be best for us? Like we're always learning. Like, yes, I think it's also applying that for ourselves. Yeah. And what does um, like Flourish Girl look like in schools? Like what, what, what is the, how do you run the programs at schools just so that people can get a gist? Yeah, totally. So we run something called the Flourish Girl Journey. So what we find is, you know, we, we don't believe in like just the one-off programs, you know, we Mm. really want to take girls through a journey and similar to what I was talking about before is, you know, in today's world, you know, girls are just really disconnected to themselves. They feel, you know, from, and this is from what we've gathered in our workshops is, yeah, girls feel disconnected to themselves, their peers, their, you know, the, the, the role models around them, the female role models. And, Mm. you know, there's a lack of safe spaces for young women to go to in Mm. these days and specifically in the school context as well. So I think what we do at Flourish Girl, we really come in to create that journey to womanhood, Mm. to provide healthy female role models or non-binary role models as well. And that's through our incredible facilitators. We are able to hold, create that safe space that girls crave so much Mm. and, you know, and I'll talk to that as well. And, you know, the third bit is, you know, giving them the tools to be able to equip themselves with the social and emotional tools to know how to connect deeper with themselves, but also with each other. Because mm. I think, you know, especially all the stuff going on with social media and the impact that's had on teenage girls' mental health, I think it just goes to show that girls are really seeking a place of sense of belonging. They want to feel connected, but, you know, social media is just this temporary it's it's not really getting to the crux of what girls need and they just want connection, deep, mm. authentic connection. So in our programs, we have a level one, two and three program. So we usually roll that out across three years and the level one program is all around flourishing with self. So it's really creating that full day program where girls get to go through a bit of a, a rite of passage and that's kind of a transition from young, like girl to young woman or, you know, people don't identify as female. So, you know, it's child to adult or whatever language works best for them. And it's just creating that safe space. So we have like three parts of the program and, Mm -hmm. you know, the morning is all around engaging the girls. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our team do an amazing job with just running some icebreakers and, you know, our our facilitators sharing stories of what life was like for them when they were they were teenagers. And Mm. it just really breaks the ice because it's very easy when teenage girls see our facilitators, they're like, wow, they're so confident and they look like they've got it all together. But when they can share, you know, Brene Brown, like just a touch of vulnerability, Mm. it just softens the girls, you know, they really start to lean in. So that's that that morning part. But the middle part of the day is all around uprooting. So what that means is, you know, creating a safe space for girls to be able to share, you know, what's really going on beneath the surface. And 
you know, everything we do is challenged by choice. We never force girls to speak or engage. It's like if they want to just sit there and not talk the whole time, that is so welcome. Mm. But it's it's creating that space for girls to share with their peers, like what's what are some of those internal um, voices that we have that, that you, yeah. yeah, like especially that self-judgment piece. And, you know, in our workshops, we have girls that, you know, they write on post notes some of the things that they say about themselves and it's heartbreaking to the things that girls say, you know, you've got, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm dumb, you're so stupid, why are you here? And it's a lot. It is, it's, it's a lot, but it's incredible though, because in that moment when we get the girls to put all the post-it notes up on a whiteboard, mm. they, like, they go in small groups to look at this whiteboard and they see all the things that their They're peers saying, to, saying well. to themselves. And then we come back and our facilitators do an incredible job with holding this deep space because it is, it's, it's authentic, it's real. And we open it up, like usually we open it up to hear, you know, how do you feel? And mm. time and time again, girls put their hand up and they just say, oh, I just, it feels bittersweet because for the first time I actually don't feel alone in what mm. I'm going through. And, you know, it also sucks that we all feel this, but I just feel like a weight's being lifted off my shoulders because yeah. I'm just not alone anymore. So in that space, our facilitators are highly trained to hold that space and we, you know, collaborate and partner with schools and teachers to make sure that's held really safely. And then, you know, they they get to this third part, which is all around flourishing. So it's like, okay, we get that we're human. We get this judgment. We get that we can be hard on ourselves what can we do moving forward? So, you know, the girls get to create a vision of who do they want to be? Who do they want to be for each other? And they start to create their own toolboxes of Mm. getting that. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to walk out of here and life is also going to throw you all kind of curveballs, but it's all around how do you want to show up? So it's been really realistic and authentic for the girls. And, you know, I think it's just really liberating for them. So yeah, so I think that that's the R level one program. And then we follow a similar format in terms of the flow with the level two, which is all around relationships. And then level three is all around community and realizing mm-hmm. that anyone can be a leader. You don't have to have a badge. You don't have to have a stage. You, you can lead wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. amazing. And yeah. no, like, and I'm always like a little teary right now yeah. <laughs> about hearing about the post-it notes because I can just yeah. imagine like, yeah, mm. how overwhelming that can be yeah. um, for a person. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, so what is, what's going forward for Flourish Girl like? Like what's coming up for you yeah. um, in the calendar? Yeah, totally. Oh, well, you know, it's where a lot of our programs have been born and bred from Victoria, even though I'm a Sydney girl. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, we, we're going to continue to roll out our programs across Victoria mm. and we have our team that is so excited to get back into school. They're so like, oh, I just can't wait to get back and you know, create a safe space for these young people because they've, Melbourne's had such a rough time, you know, they've just come out of their sixth lockdown. So, you know, girls are really, really craving a safe space to Mm. talk about what's going on. So, yeah, so obviously term four is starting to open up. So we're getting, um, getting to go back into school with our facilitators and then, yeah, next year's, uh, um, a big year. I always have a word that goes for our year and it's kind of the vision for oh, cool. the year ahead. So you're getting a sneak peek. So yeah, so <laughs> the year ahead is, uh, it's called the year of soar. So mm-hmm. this year was a year of boom. So it was just like, whoa. And next year is really around, um, you know, continuing to roll out our programs in Victoria, but also expanding to New South Wales and Great. starting to create safe spaces for teenage girls in New South Wales. And 
Yeah. Also, you know, we're really startup. We're a startup charity. So I'm going to try and focus more on, you know, getting funding Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, just getting sponsorships because, you know, the impact is there. The demand is there. The need isn't like mental health is just so important right now, but we just need the resource now. So I'm going to be out there spreading the vision and getting more people on board. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I don't want to leave. (laughs) This is great. Let's get started. (laughs) So I'll ask you again, do you think you're self-aware? Has your answer changed during the course of this episode? Don't worry if it has. It's okay to change. Thanks to Mandy and Flourish Girl, I'm sharing their tried and tested tool to help you become even more self-aware and in tune with yourself right now. It's the roots, thorns and flowers technique. Let's give it a go together. Start by saying your name, Sasha. Now let's check in with the roots. That's how we're feeling right now and why. I'm feeling incredibly nervous and a bit anxious. So now we'll look at the thorns something a bit prickly and uncomfortable that we're experiencing. I'm experiencing physically a a bit of discomfort in my body because I've, you know, gained weight or I haven't moved as much during lockdown. So I don't know how to articulate or how I'm meant to wear my clothes or how I'm meant to walk. Last, we'll look at the flowers, something we want to celebrate ourselves for and something that we're looking forward to. Well, I'm looking forward to going out with my friends this evening and wearing a really pretty dress and feeling good about myself. And as much as I do feel awkward in my body, I'm also really proud of myself because I have a great sense of humour about it and I can openly laugh it off. And by saying it out loud, it seems less scary. And that's it. Use the roots, thorns, flowers technique anytime you're feeling a bit lost, isolated or overwhelmed because conversations can help you build those connections. And arguably the most important connection is the one that you have with yourself. So check in with yourself. It's the easiest thing you can start doing literally right now to become more self-aware and in touch with your identity. Thanks for listening to The Red Tales, the Muddy Body Red podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in to today's episode, related a bit too much to the story or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. If you're curious about our underwear and you'd love to give it a try, head to our website and use our exclusive code REDTAILS15 for 15% off. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Lastly, to keep up with all things red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at moddybody underscore red. Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be.